fact, Mike the Principal, kind of live on our YouTube channel, also on your favorite podcasting platform. Appreciate you listening, checking in with us, uh, checking out this new episode. Really excited to talk about uh, the topic that we have for you today. Um, also wanted to mention really exciting uh, information. We're going to be dropping new episodes every single Monday. So every week, uh, you'll be able to, to find a new episode uh, of Mike the Principal, uh, kind of live, most of them, uh, although we'll mix some live shows in. That's why we're saying kind of live right now uh, until we get a kind of hang of this thing on the YouTube side of of uh, technology and the platform. But again, appreciate you listening wherever you're watching on YouTube or on your favorite podcast channel. I'm Mike Meachin, uh, better known as Mike the Principal. Also, please don't forget, follow. Uh, you can follow me at Mike the Principal on Instagram. Uh, you can check out the link in the show notes um, for more information in the work that I do. I'm currently the state director for the state of Florida for a National Center on Education and the Economy, and we focus on leadership, principal leadership, uh, development throughout the state and throughout the nation. So really excited to be here again to talk about uh, my life as a principal and the work that I have uh, done and share some thoughts. Uh, so yeah, thanks for joining me. I appreciate that. So I uh, want to go ahead and set up the, the topic for tonight. And um, the today's episode is I've got 99 problems and perfect attendance ain't one. So I listened to <laughs> a pod, podcast and uh, read a couple articles. It is uh, chronic absenteeism uh, month, which is like, you know, shouldn't we should be focusing on attendance every month, but I, I digress. Uh, so it's absentee month, attendance month, whatever you want to call it. But um, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the chronic absentee issues uh, that school leaders are facing and then some of the things that they can do. So I recently read an article uh, by uh, Thomas D. from Stanford University, and he did uh, some research that was post-pandemic. So a lot of the research we have is obviously before the pandemic, and we know that the, the pandemic disrupted education uh, incredibly and really uh, threw things off. But he, D does a, a, a pretty good, uh, very short breakdown, and I'll share the article in the show notes, um, about chronic absenteeism. And before we take a deep dive in, let's define what chronic absenteeism actually is. So chronic absenteeism is defined as students who miss uh, 10% um, or more school days during a school year. So you equate if you're in a, a, a traditional school year, 180 days, um, we're talking about students that are missing 18 plus days of school. Um, and D highlights his findings um, about chronic absenteeism. And he talks about how the percentage of growth that we saw of students who were chronically absent um, from 2018 school year, so obviously pre-pandemic, to the 21-22 school year, um, which was post-pandemic. And we, we saw a growth of 13.5% of students that were identified as chronically absent during that time. Now, we know, obviously, uh, we lost many students. And, and when I say lost, I mean we, lo we lost many schools and districts, lost track of students during the pandemic. And for us, um, that 13.5%, it, it breaks down to, just so you know, because 13% doesn't sound... It sounds like a lot, but it doesn't sound like a lot. Like when you think about the breakdown of how many kids we're talking about, we're talking about more than 6.5 million students that are now chronically absent. And D uh, 
really broke it down state by state. So I would encourage you to, to check out his article um, and the research that he did because he, he packages it in a really di easily digestible way. We're talking about a, a large number of students. Before the pandemic, um, the Department of Education and EdWeek put out that one in seven students pre-pandemic were already chronically absent. So even though we've seen growth with the number of students who are absent, we can't blame the pandemic. Like we were doing a pretty crappy job of keeping kids engaged in school even before the pandemic. So like, let's not, let's not go ahead and just put um, COVID-19 on blast for the reason why more students, uh, 6.5 more million more students are chronically absent from school. So, um, you know, D really breaks that down for you. And also there was another article from Fordham University in their research study that showed a direct correlation f between the school climate and attendance. And I read it and I'm like, duh, like, right? Like, like that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. And I'm gonna come back more to school culture and school climate. If you listen to any of my previous episodes, you know, or heard me talk or worked for me, you know that school culture and climate are things that are extremely important to me. And I wanna come back to that in a little bit. And, and we know that the impact is pervasive, right? The Department of Education released statistics about chronic absenteeism. They broke it down by geographic region. Um, so you really can see, uh, and you should have a map up on the screen. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, but geographic region also by race and showing um, how chronic absenteeism impacts different student subgroups. And then really something that jumped out at me and primarily because the work that I did when I was at a Title I high school here in Central Florida to really close the achievement gap between students with disabilities and their non-disabled peers, we we are the the number of students that with disabilities that chronic absenteeism is impacting is absolutely incredible. D found that the impact is not um, is really not just because of uh, the things that we would traditionally think of, right? So D found that the impact was actually um, could be counteracted by things that we can focus more on. So things like youth mental health, uh, things like academic engagement and even access to transportation. He highlights in his research that those are some, um, some significant barriers to why students are not coming to school. And I think that there, those are items that we often overlook uh, and I'm not really sure why, um, but I think that keeping a focus again on youth, youth mental health, academic engagement and access to transportation, I'm gonna break those down in just a minute. Um, and, and ultimately at the end of the day, like teachers are really frustrated um, because ultimately, right, you, you become an educator because you want to help. And when you feel helplessness, it becomes really difficult to do your job. So that's a, that's a challenge that for me as an educational leader that obviously I want to, I want to make sure that I'm able to address, right? Like I don't want my teachers feeling like they are helpless. Um, in the work of, of getting students to school, but at the same time, they're frustrated with the empty seats in their classrooms and feeling like every single time a student who is chronically absent comes back to school that they need to make up, you know, they, they need to, to play catch up and they need to make up this work. And it, it's, it's, a really, it's a really tough situation that teachers are in. So 
what is, you know, when we're talking about being a school leader, you know, whether you're at the district office or you're at in an actual school, what are some things that you can do about those issues, right? Like what are the things that you're going to be able to do to, to help out? So, you know, the first thing that we, we often talk about, um, is I mentioned youth mental health services. So thinking about wraparound services, right. For our kids, how are you supporting in your school students, mental health right now? And obviously I'm living in a, a state where there's, there's a large, um, number of people who want to to politicize youth mental health but as a practitioner i've seen the seriousness of of the needs of some of our kids and that is definitely a barrier for some of them to be to, to come to school the pandemic had a tremendous impact on that but students had mental health concerns and needed mental health first aid even before the pandemic. So again, we're not going to we're not going to just chalk everything up to to COVID-19 and the pandemic. We we need to be talking about these things. Students were facing issues with regard to chronic absenteeism even before the pandemic. So how are you servicing um your students' mental health? Are you leveraging your school counselors? I have been fortunate enough in my career to to know some of the most incredible school counselors that dig deep. I, I can name them off the top of my head. The impact that these people have on kids is incredible. So as a school leader and, and on your school leadership team, how are you leveraging the school counselors in your building? Are they, are they part of your school leadership team? Are they engaged in the conversations when you talk about school improvement or when you talk about strategic planning or when you talk about multi-tiered systems of support? What are you doing with your school counselors to be able to impact that? They can have a tremendous impact on students that have uh, chronic attendance issues for sure. And it's a team effort. Um, we need to be bringing everybody into the mix, everybody into the fold to be able to help our students that are are, are struggling and getting to school. And then I, I would actually push as well, like how are you tracking this information? Like as a leader, do you have a way to track? Do you know who the most chronically absent kids are in your building? Do you know them by name? Because ultimately at the end of the day, as a, as a leader, you should be identifying who those kids are. You should know them. You should know them and you should know them well. If you're going to put interventions in place, we, we need to be able to do that. And we know from Dee's research in the article that I shared with you at the beginning of the episode, we know that, that those strategies work. So how are you leveraging and how are you supporting youth mental health in your building? That's first. Second, academic engagement, right? Like we should, it should be relatively simple for us to understand that academic engagement for kids is essential to them wanting to come to school, okay? For many of our kids, school sucks. It's, it's not a fun place for them to, to come. Um, we have kids who are reading below grade level. They are deficient in math and they receive, you know, maybe three, four periods of their day might be an intervention. That is not exciting. It, there is nothing engaging about that process. So how are we working to engage kids in the learning so that they want to attend school? And you might think that that's like a crazy, because I know that there's people listening to this episode right now who are like, you're insane. Like, why would they want to come to school? Well, if you're saying that, you're part of the problem. Like if that's your, if why would they want to, kids should, the, the, the learning that we are engaging kids with should be impactful, so impactful and purposeful 
that they see why they need to be in attendance every day. And if we're not doing that in our schools and in our classrooms, you have a major tier one instructional issue that you need to fix. Like you need to, to, to stop listening to this episode right now and you need to go fix it. Like that's the reality of the matter. So is, is, is the teaching and learning in your building, is it relevant and is it rigorous? And rigorous does not mean like burying kids in, in work. That's not the definition of rigor. Rigor means are we, are we designing things that are complex, that are tough for kids to understand, but are, is, there, is there a connection to the real world? I hated math growing up as a kid. You know why? Because I didn't have a math teacher that connected the content to the real world. So how are we making things relevant and rigorous? And if you're not doing that, if you're thinking like, why would kids want to come to school? You're part of the problem and you have major tier one issues you need to stop and go fix like now. Okay. And if those things are not happening and you don't have engaging instruction across the board, what is your plan to do to support it? How are you going to, to, to support your teachers in this work? What's your professional learning plan look like? Call me, like email me. I, I will engage. I will, we'll jump on a zoom call. We'll make it happen. But like, what is your plan? And are you talking about it? Like, how are you going to engage kids through an incredible school culture and climate? What are you going to do to solve that problem? And, you know, there's, we know, um, I, I think the past couple of years, it's, it's been no, uh, no secret that there's been challenging issues with regard to school transportation and bus drivers. And I think it's been more pervasive in certain parts of the country but we have, we have kids who are not getting to school because they lack transportation. And in certain parts of the country, we have kids that are getting up at ridiculously early times um, to catch transportation. And we really have to look at those systems. Like those systems are insane. Um, the fact that we're putting kids in those scenarios where they need to you know, get up in the dark and go home in the dark to get to school. It's just crazy. You know, are you paying attention to impact your school culture and climate? And if you're not, um, what does that say to students? Like if you're not engaged enough to improve your school culture and climate, what does that say to students and why would they want to come to your school? Like, how are you going to go impact that? You know, um, you know, we, we talk about uh, Covey's circle of concern, right? The locus of control, right? You can, you can only worry about the things that you can. So focus, so go back with your leadership teams and focus on the things that you can control. But man, you got to do something about it. Like you can't sit back. Um, you know, there were some incredible uh, quotes in some of the articles that I read and I'm going to pop one up for you uh, from a teacher that just talks about engaging kids when they return from long absence or engaging kids who are chronically absent, how you can kind of turn the tide with them in the classroom. And again, that's part of the article that I'll, I'll share in the show notes. Um, but there's some, just some great thoughts from teachers that are doing incredible work out there with some really at risk kids and we need to learn from them. You know, everyone from the bus driver to the principal, to the superintendent impacts student engagement. So, have you taken a step back and have you thought about it that way? And what do your systems look like? And some of the tools that we know from the research that work 
are targeted mailings uh, using, we have incredible technology now that, that will allow you to target uh, text messages and social media platforms to be able to, to target specific students and their families. It's not just about posting a video on YouTube that addresses an entire district. It's more about targeting the families that are impacted by lack of attendance of schools. I remember when I was principal um, at a Title I high school, we actually uh, served as a case study. We were leveraging um, a, 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 an SMS texting platform at the time to to send text messages to our most critically absent students every morning to, to serve as their wake-up call. And we also included really positive messages. Like, we can't wait to see you on campus today. Like, when you're here, come, come find me in the cafeteria and give me a high five. Like, I want to make sure you're here. For a lot of our kids, they don't even know that, that, we, that we, someone is, is, is missing them when they're not there. And even if you're not missing them, we have, to, we have to act as though we are missing all of our kids on a daily basis. And if they're not there, that matters. So how can we do that? We know what, um, we know what John Hattie's work about collective efficacy and the power of a team that can get together to, to impact the work of kids, right? Like if we believe it, the power of collective efficacy is incredible and we cannot... Um, we cannot overlook that. Like we have to focus on those things to get all kids back to school and really focusing on beefing up, um, our engagement. And we have to also look as at, at, to our families and our parents as partners in this work, whether we want to or not, like make it difficult on families, invite them in, make them come in, go find them. Like we can make this work. We can't sit back and say, well, the, you know, parents are not around. They're not available. That, that's just an excuse. Listen to my episode on building a culture of no excuses. Like, stop. Like, how are we going to, to, to put these tools into play to, to make it work? So those are my thoughts on chronic absenteeism. I know it's, uh, it's attendance month or whatever the case may be, but, um, every month is attendance month. Like let's get kids into school. Let's get them engaged. And if I can serve as a support and help in any way or any capacity, um, just drop me a line. Like, uh, the, my contact information is in the show notes. Uh, don't forget if you enjoy this content, you have an educator in your life, please share, like subscribe, um, do all the things that you need to do. If you're listening to it on a podcast platform, please go ahead and share a review, um, but share it with an educator in your life. I would love to be able to help spread the word. Uh, if there's things that you want to hear on future episodes, please drop me a note again. Don't forget every new episodes drop every Monday now. Um, for this season. So I'm really excited about being able to bring new content weekly uh, out there to school leaders. Uh, I love this work. I absolutely love this work. I love the role of the principal, assistant principal, school leadership. Um, it's what I'm all about. So again, appreciate that. Uh, we'll see y'all later.